In the end of the Sedra, the Pasuk says, I have placed in front of you life and death. You should choose life. So that you and your children shall live. Rashi, on the words of Acharta Bachayim, says, he makes three points. Number one, he says, that the meaning of Avucharta Bachayim is you should choose life. I'm instructing you, that you should choose the portion of life. Then Rashi goes ahead, point number two, and he gives a marshal for this. He says it's like a person that says to his son, choose for yourself a good portion in my estate. And in fact, he directs him to the good portion. And he says to him, choose this part. And finally, point number three, Rashi brings a posik. And he says, and it's concerning this, that we have a posik in Tehillim that says, Hashem that you, Hashem, are my allotted portion, my cup. You support or you direct me to my goyrol, to my lot. And Rashi explains that as meaning, he yodi. You're like putting my hand, al goyrol on the good portion, on the good lot. Loimar saying, take this for yourself. Says the Rebbe, we need to understand what is difficult in the words of Acharta Machayim that Rashi needs to tell us any sort of explanation at all, especially such an arichus in so many details. Seemingly, Uvacharta Bachayim means uh, is, is a very simple idea, a very simple meaning, as in fact other of the Pashtone Hamikra, the other commentators on the Pasik explain that Hashem is telling us as good advice to choose the portion of life. And that is, how do we get to that? As the Pasik goes further and says, La'avas Hashem to love Hashem, to listen to Hashem's voice, etc. So what's the problem with the words of Acharta Bachayim that Rashi needs to explain it with such an arichus? Says the Rebbe, when we learn simply, what seems to be that Rashi is telling us is, that Uvachar Tabachayim is not coming as an, a command that you should choose life, or even as an Eitzah Toiv as giving, giving us a good advice that you should choose life, because this would, there would be no point in saying and commanding Uvachar Tabachayim to choose life. Because either way you look at it, there will be a problem. If it's a person that doesn't realize that this is life, rather we have to start convincing him that this is the path of life. So then once he knows it's the path of life, automatically he will choose it. There's no need to tell it to him. On the other hand, if he's still not convinced that this is the path of life, what is the point of telling him, commanding him, or even giving him advice, if he still doesn't get that this is the path of life? So therefore, Rashi is telling us that Uvachar to Bachayim means that I'm guiding you, I'm instructing you, I'm coming to tell you that Li'avas Hashem I'm telling you that you should choose the portion of life, because in other words, the good way, because this is life. The reason being is, since not always could we see Be'enei Basar with our Gashmi is the Ka'ais, that life is dependent on doing good, and that death is dependent on doing bad. Therefore, Rashi is telling us that Hashem needs to show us, He needs to point out what is the real idea of life and how we get there. As the Apostle continues and says, That comes through loving the Abishter because He is your life, your long life, etc. And for this, Rashi brings 
that first of all, the marshal, that about a father telling his child, not only telling him, um, choose a good portion, but actually guiding him and showing him that this is the good portion. And furthermore, Rashi goes ahead and brings a Pasuk that Hashem does exactly the same thing. Hashem guides the person and places him in the right place on the good portion. As the Pasuk says, the Pasuk in Tehillim that we brought out of Toymich Geroli, which as Rashi explains means that Hashem is putting our hands on that good lot, telling us that this is the one that we should be taking. However, the Rebbe says, it's still not smooth, the whole Arichus in Rashi. Number one, why do we even need a mushal, like a father that tells his son to choose that point, to choose this, this portion? Rashi could have right away started off with giving us the nimshal, that Hashem guides us and shows us that this is the good portion. In fact, says the Rebbe, on the contrary, in the nimshal by Hashem, seemingly it's more understood than in the mushal. A mushal is usually used to help us understand something that we don't understand in the nimshal, but in the nimshal it's actually more understood. That is, in regards to Torah and mitzvahs, that it's in our nimshal, this is where we need that Hashem should actually point out and say that this is really life, this is really the good portion. The reason being is because when we look at the world, often it seems to be that derech rashaim tzaleich, it seems to be that the rashaim are being successful. It seems to be that the tzaddikim are actually many times suffering in this world, having pain in this world. So we need, the Hashem needs to guide us and show us and explain to us that, you know what, eventually the Rishoyim end up in not such a good place. They end up being pushed away completely. Eventually the tzaddikim are the ones that end, they end up rejoicing. As opposed to in the Gashmi is the Kamushal, where it's speaking about a father choosing and showing his son that this is the good portion, Obviously over there it's much easier to see physically which is a good portion, which is not a good portion. And there it's, there it's usually not as necessary to guide the child and to show him that this is the good portion. Point number two. After that Hashem, or the father, puts him into the right portion, Rashi says that the father tells the child, choose this one. Which sounds like that even after he told his son already, choose a good portion, and he guided him to the good portion, there still needs to be another thing, and he needs to tell him now, choose this one. And what's not understood is, number one, why is that important? Once he showed him already, what's the good portion? And number two, where do we find this idea, in the nimshul, in the pasuk, where do we find this idea that even after Hashem showed us already, What's the good portion? There still needs to be this point of saying a zebroilcha. Point number three says the Rebbe. The Rashi finishes off with those words, he yodi al that Hashem places our hands on the good lot. And Rashi starts this off by saying, Val it's concerning this that the Pasik says, etc. In other words, what Rashi, Rashi doesn't say, like proving the idea of our Pasuk and Rashi's explanation from another Pasuk. When Rashi says, it almost sounds like Rashi is coming now, rather than proving something in the Pirush on this Pasuk, it sounds like he's coming to give us a Pirush on the Pasuk in Tehillim. That's point number one, which the Rebbe is going to ask about in a moment. And another point Rashi says is, that the way, the way, Hashem guides us to the right portion, as Rashi tells us over here in the Pasuk and Tehillim, that Hashem is placing our hands on the Goyer on the good lot. 
So the Rebbe asks on both of these points, number one, if Rashi is coming to explain to us the Psukim in our Parsha, why is Rashi coming and saying, as if he's now going to tell us, oh, now we can understand the Pirush and Tehillim as well. Why is that relevant over here? And number two, what is this idea of Hinachta Yodi that Hashem is actually placing our hands on this Goyrol Hatoiv? Says the Rebbe, the explanation is, the question that's bothering Rashi, which Rashi is actually coming to answer is, the idea that our Pasuk is telling us, that I gave you life and death. You should choose life so that you can live and your children can live. And also the following Pasuk where it says, you should love Hashem and listen to His voice because He is your life. Seemingly, all of this says very, very clearly in detail in the earlier Pesukim of the Parsha. Where it said, Look, I'm giving you life and good, death and bad. And what that means is that these things are dependent on each other, that if you do good, then you'll have life. If you'll do bad, then you'll have death. And as the Pasuk itself says clearly over there, that I'm commanding you to love, and as a result of that, you will live, you will multiply. And if we go the other way, I have warned you already, etc., etc. Why is the Pasuk repeating seemingly all of this again here? So Rashi is telling us that the Chidush in our Pasuk is emphasized in the words of Acharta Bachayim, those words did not say earlier. What is the Chidush that the Pasuk is teaching us? For this, Rashi brings us a Moshal. Like a person that tells his child to choose the good portion, as we said before, and he's guiding him to the good portion, and he tells him, choose this. And this is going to help us understand that there are certain cases that even after the child is guided to the right and good place, he still needs to be told, go ahead and choose this, as we'll soon explain. That's in the Moshal. And so to in our case, where Hashem is saying, I'm guiding you and showing you to choose in the, in the portion of life, it's similar to the idea where the father tells the child, even after he guided him to the right portion, he's still telling him, choose this one. Because this is one of the questions we asked before, what's this idea of telling him, choose it after he guided him already to the right portion? Because that's exactly the point. The Torah did tell us in the earlier Pesukim already, the idea that if you're going to do good here, you're going to have life. In other words, we were guided already to the right place, and yet we still need to be told afterwards, one more point. Again, this is like the father telling the child, even after pointing out already the good portion, he's telling him, choose this, this part. And the Rebbe is going to explain soon why that is. Says the Rebbe, the fact that we find in the Moshal, that even after giving a good portion, you still need to guide him to the, to the, even after you gave him a good portion, you still need to guide him and show him that this is the good portion. Says the Rebbe, this is telling us it's clear that we're speaking about a type of a state, a type of place where it's difficult to know, at least at the superficial level, which is the best portion within it, and therefore the one giving it needs to point out that this is the best portion. In fact, the Rebbe says, with this we could actually explain the diuk over here, why we're speaking about a father telling his son, and not just like a person giving his friend. Because the Rebbe explains the certainty of the makabel, the certainty of the recipient, that the one giving it to him is really showing him the best part, is connected with the fact that he knows two things. 
Number one, that a person giving it to him actually is 100% sure which is the best part. And number two, that the person giving it to me is definitely interested in, in, in that which is good for me with his complete heart, full heart, and really ready to give me the very, very best part of his estate. These two ideas of this certainty is going to be emphasized in the Moshal when we're speaking about that the one giving it, it's Nachalasi, it's his own estate that he's giving, so obviously he knows clearly what's going on there and which is the best point, and also the fact that he's giving it to his child, whereas a father, obviously more than anybody else, would be ready to give the very, very best to his child. So too says the Rebbe in the Nimshul, we speak about Hashem and the Yidin. In order that the Yidin should be certain that life and doing good are really dependent on each other, even though, as we said before, Be'enei Boso with our Gashmi's, the guys, we don't necessarily always see it so clear. So we need to think about two points. Number one, that the world is the Nachla of Hashem, that it's Hashem's world. He's the one that creates the world. He's the one running the world. So obviously, he for sure knows what's the best way how to get life. And number two, keeping in mind that we are Hashem's children, and therefore we can be certain that Hashem only wants what's best for us. Now, since at the end of the day we still don't necessarily see with our Gashmi's eyes, the Chelek Hayofer, how this is actually the best portion, and we are relying on the word of the one giving it to us, so it's understood that the noisin, the one giving it to us, is not only guiding us to the right place, but furthermore, he needs to encourage the makabal. He's encouraging the recipient and telling him, take this good portion. And that's what we said before, where Rashi brings in the marshal, where he tells him, choose this one. And so too, in our case, where Hashem is telling the Yidin, that even after telling the Yidin, that Chaim and Toiv are dependent on each other. In other words, guiding them to the right portion. Nevertheless, they need to be encouraged. Go ahead and choose it so that you'll live, you and your children. That means Yidin should completely rely on Hashem and really choose that which Hashem is telling us is the portion of life. Says that Ebbe, but one could still ask. Seemingly the Marshal is not completely similar to the Nimshal. In the Mashal, we understand how by saying a Zebra choose this one, the father is having an impact on the child to really encouraging him to take it. Because in addition to the fact that we're speaking about a Gashmi is like a father, regarding a Gashmi is like a piece of land, and therefore, even though the child doesn't see it with his physical eyes that this is the best portion, nevertheless, by telling him, go ahead and choose it, this gives him the feeling of the truth, of the honesty of his father. The child himself doesn't have an absolute knowledge about this field. In, in other words, the Rebbe is adding this point over here to know really what is the best and what's not. And therefore, for him it's enough to just rely on, on the guarantee and the encouragement of his father that's giving it to him. Says the Rebbe, whereas in the Nimshul, not only don't we always see not only that we don't see in a direct way that if we do good, we're going to get life, to the extent that sometimes, you know, it could actually even mean chayim means, life might mean an oilam haba. But it, furthermore, the Rebbe says, with our gashmi, is like, oh, sometimes it seems to be even the opposite. 
as we quoted before, Derech Rishoyim Tzalecha, it seems to be that the ways of the Rishoyim are sometimes successful. The Rebbe brings it, Pasuk Noifes Titoifna Sifse Zara, it seems to be that sweetness, honey is dripping from the lips of those that are acting in inappropriate ways. In other words, the Geshmak, the enjoyment of Olam Hazeh, is something that we feel with our physical senses, Whereas the fact that we are told that v'acharisa morokalana that at the end it's going to be very very bitter, that's only something that we need to believe or perhaps understand with our seichel. So therefore, to conclude the question, we can understand why by the physical child the extra encouragement is now going to push him and say, "Yes, I'll take this good portion." But how is this encouragement that Hashem is saying through Moshe and His Torah of supposed to influence the person? to actually let go of all of the Gashmi's, the life, and instead choose the life of good and life of Torah and mitzvahs. And this is why Rashi brings the next Pasuk, where the Pasuk says in Tehillim, Hashem which Rashi explained it as meaning that Hashem is placing our hand on the good lot, saying, take this. What does this mean? That when Hashem tells us in Chumash, in Torah, it's not only about the words that he's t- giving us this encouragement, but in fact, this is accomplishing also that that Hashem is actually taking our hands and putting it on the good lot. What does that mean? That Hashem is actually showing the Yid, as Rashi puts it, I'm showing you, in Gashmis, the the good lot, meaning to say, that we end up seeing at least at least sometimes we see how by doing good we do actually get chayim in the physical and literal sense. So that we could call this that you're like putting my hand on the we could touch it, we could feel it with our hands. And that makes by the yid more the certainty and the belief that by doing good he actually that, that is his goyrel atoy, that's in fact his good lot, and that's his portion of life. Says the Rebbe, with this we can also explain why Rashi changes expressions in the following way. In the Moshal, where the father is telling the child, he says to him, choose this one. In the Nimshal, where Rashi is explaining the posseg of Hashem, menos chelki v'choisi, etc., Rashi says, loimar, Rather than the first way, choose this one. He says that Hashem is telling the Yid, take this one. And the Rebbe explains, since the encouragement of the father, after having guided him to the right place, is only with words. In other words, he's just telling him, choose this. So ultimately, the choice itself is really completely the child's. So the father just tells the child, choose this one. That the child himself needs to go ahead and choose. It's still his choice, which the father is showing him. Whereas when Hashem tells us, And as Rashi shows from the Pasuk and Tehillim, that it also means, You're placing my hand on the Goyrel Atoiv. That implies that the Goyrel Atoiv was already chosen for me. It's already connected to the Yid. All that the Yid needs to do is only go ahead and kachlucha, go ahead and take that which was chosen for you already. The Rebbe says, this is why Rashi says, he yodi, you put my hand on the goyrel atoiv, and then Rashi says, loimar It doesn't say v'oimer that the father or Hashem says to him kachlucha, it says loimar saying, what does that mean? 
because the main thing over here is just placing our hands on the good lot. And when the saying of Ezekach Lecha, what it only means is, in other words, it's only more as the result of the Hinachta Yadi, in other words, you're placing my hand on this, that's as if saying, take this. In other words, it's, it's more about just placing our hands, we're already connected to this idea that the message is already, that all I need to do is just take it. Says the Rebbe, this difference that Rashi says, again, originally, and then in the Nimshal he says, the Rebbe says there is hinted over here a concept in Halacha as well. But by first looking at another diuk. In the good portion, in the Nimshal, and in the Pasuk, that would be called the Goirol, Goiroli, Goirol Hatoiv. And the Kavan over here is to hint that the way that the Yid chooses the Chela Kachayim is like a division that comes based on Goirol. So in other words, again, in the Nimshal, we refer to it as the Goirol. In the original part, we pour it as a Chelek, and in the Nimshal, we're calling it the Goirol. Because that's, that's the Lashon of the Pasuk, at the time of Goiroli. Says the Rebbe says, we'll now understand the difference why in the Moshal and in the Nimshal, in the Moshal we said the term is Broilucha choose, in the Nimshal we said Kachlucha, because this is really hinting to a, a difference in the way when a person tells his child to take the good portion, and the way the Goidel works, that Hashem is putting our hands on the Goidel. How do we understand this? So the Rebbe says, if shutfim, if partners go ahead and divide an estate based on a goyrul. So there are a number of Rishonim that hold, there are a number of Rishonim that are of the opinion that the goyrul is only clarifying which one of these two portions each shutf needs to take, but practically in order for the portion to become this person's, he still needs to go ahead and make some sort of act of a kinyan, of an acquisition that it should become his. You know, the girdle didn't achieve anything that it should be his yet. Now when it comes to the division of Eretz Yisrael, which was done by girdle, which was, as we know, there was the kalfi, which means the drawing of the lots, there was the urim, the tumim, the ruach hakodesh. Everyone agrees over there that by the girdle itself, that made the parts of Eretz Yisrael belong to the Yidin. So the Rebbe applies this in our case. By a regular person, when he tells his child to take a certain portion of the field, that all he's doing is just clarifying for the child which one is the best portion. So he tells him, this one, go ahead and choose it. But again, the son still has to go ahead and choose it, otherwise it didn't become his yet. Whereas in the Nimshal, where Hashem is saying, Hashem didn't only choose the portion of life for us. Hashem is causing that this this lot, is already ours. It's automatically ours. All you need to do is just practically go ahead and take it. And that's what, again, the meaning of the words, you placed my hand. On the good lot. All it's doing is giving me the message, I should go ahead and take it, but it's mine already. The Rebbe now turns to the Yenushal Torah, to the Chassidus aspect that we find in this Rashi. The Rebbe says, these two ideas, whether we say, the good portion, go ahead and choose. Or, the part that's considered a lot, just go ahead and take it, it's yours, are really two ways of how a Yid brings about by himself the the choice of life. And the Rebbe explains these two ways are as follows. There's one Bechira, 
one choice that's mainly based on a chesh ben alpitam vadas, on logic, on reason. In other words, this is the toiv and chayim, which is then being called a chelak hayofa, this is the good portion, that I bring from other places in Hasidus that, that, that tell us that the word chelak is mainly referring to an avoidish alpitam vadas. So in other words, there's a portion, and we need to go ahead with our understanding and going, go ahead and choose this portion over another portion. Meaning there's two ways, there's two paths, there are two portions. Each one of them seem to have a certain mile, a certain advantage. Otherwise, that wouldn't be called choice. And we go ahead and we choose one over the other. So that's one way. Another way is that the choice in Toiv and Chaim is not coming based on any calculations, logical calculations, but it's coming in a way of Bechira, of choice, that's Lamayla Mitam Vadas, completely beyond logic. And in this case, the idea of Chaim is being called the Goyrel HaToiv, like a lot, like a lottery. The Rebbe says, as it's known, and it's simple also, that the concept of Goyrel is not connected with the union of Das. When you're drawing a lottery, it represents something that's going out of the realms of Seichel. In this level of the Bechira, the whole idea that the Yid has to do again is just kachlecha. It's not a matter of even choices. It's ours already. All we need to do is go ahead and take it, meaning to say that the other options are not even an option at all. They take up no room at all, and the Avoida is only to go ahead and to take the Goyer Latoyev, to take that which is beautiful and good for us. How do we understand this? So the Rebbe says, we know Chassidus explains to us, what is this whole idea generally that we see that Rishoyim are successful at times? And the whole idea that Klippa is, has Chayis and so on. So Chassidus explains that it's coming from a level called Makif. Just very, very briefly, this is not directly with all the details in the Sikha, but just a, a brief explanation. So we know that there is the Ashpah that comes from Hashem in what's called in an Oifen Pnimi, in a way that's, that comes and in an internal way, that mainly comes to Kedusha. And as we'll see in a moment, that for this, the Yid has to work, Torah and mitzvahs, etc., etc. And that is more of a limited, finite Ashpah. And it's going to come in in a very, very specific way, based on certain conditions. And only if you deserve could you get it. Chassidus explains that there's also Ashpah that comes from a level that's called Makif, a level of Oyer of Hashem that is beyond all the limitations of the world, and because it's beyond everything, so what the person does, in a certain sense, doesn't even matter so much, because it's coming from a place of Bligvul that's higher than the avoid of the person, and therefore technically Klippa could also get Chayis from there, and in fact get a lot of Chayis, because there's no limitations and no conditions. Now back to the Sikha. So again, Klippa is getting from this level called Makif, and therefore there's a lot of Chayis without calculations. It's undeserved. Whereas the Ashpah to Kedusha is coming from the level called Ur Pnimi, an internal oil, it has to come into a keli, into a, into a container, into a, 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 into a vessel, and therefore it's with a certain calculation, what you do for it. Says the Rebbe, this is the tremendous mile of Yidin, where they go ahead and choose Hashem, choose Kedusha, they're ready to give up on all of the plentiful hashpah that's coming on the side of Klippah, and they are choosing that which seems to be a much smaller hashpah that's coming from the side of Kedusha. So why? Why are Yidin choosing the smaller hashpah rather than the hashpah coming from Klippah? So generally, there are two explanations given in Chassidus. One is 
that even though Rishoyim are getting plenty of Ashpah nowadays, but that's only temporary. But ultimately this Ashpah needs to stop. It can't keep on going forever and ever to Rishoyim. It's only short-lived, short-term. On the other hand, the Ashpah to Tzadikim, although currently, in the meantime, it seems to be a small Ashpah, but eventually it's going to be in a tremendous abundant way. The Rebbe quotes a Gemara, that says, imagine if those who do Averis are having so much in this world, how much more so to those that are Makayim Davish, how much eventually they are going to have. Now, this sort of choice is still based on rationale, on calculations, on logic. In other words, the Yid is making a Cheshman that it actually pays to choose Kedusha, which is more long lasting and more eventually in the long term it's going to be better. This Bechira is hinted in the first part of the Rashi, in the Mashal, where he speaks about Chelek Hayafa. There's a good portion, which obviously again implies that there's another portion. And we said before, there's the Avoid of Tam Vadas. And it says, go ahead and choose it, meaning there are choices. There could even be another option. Now we look at the other way. Another reason, or not reason as we'll see in a moment, another thing that causes that the Yid should choose the side of Kedusha, even though it's a much smaller Hashpah, and that is because this is what's coming from what Hashem really wants. This is the pnimi, is the inner part of Hashem's rotzain, not like the Ashpah that comes to Klippa, which Chassidus refers to as someone throwing something to his enemy over his shoulder that he's not interested in it. So Kedusha is what Hashem really likes and wants. Klippa is what Hashem hates. So the Yid chooses Kedusha. That means that to this Yid, the Ashpah of Kedusha is what he sees in it is, that with this he's connecting with Hashem. As it says, the true life, the face of Hashem is shining, etc. And so even though it seems to be like a smaller Hashpah, but this is more precious, more cherished by the Yid, than all of the plenty that's coming from the Klippa. In other words, it's not a Bechira that's coming based on a logical calculation. This is This is going beyond calculations. This is the idea that a Yid in his very essence wants Elikos. This is the level of the Neshama that we call the Goyrul of the Neshama, that which is higher than reason. And this is why we don't use the term Beroyrlucha, go ahead and choose it, because as far as this level of the Neshama is concerned, there is nothing outside of Elikos that even exists. Rather, what we, he is being told is, just go ahead and take it, meaning... Take that level of goyrul, bring it down into yourself, into a pnimius, bring it down into your machshava, dibur, and maisa, that it should impact you in your thought, speech, and actions, and in everyday activities. Now back to our Pasuk and Rashi. Which one says in our Pasuk? In our Pasuk it says, Which sounds like it's speaking that first way, the way of choice between chayim and maves, which is the way of broyrlucha. In fact, when we look at Rashi, Rashi says, that it's regarding this, that it says, So what do we see over here? That Rashi is telling us that that's not the pirush of that's already a pshat in another passage, but sort of is also hinting or includes this idea that says in Tehillim, but simply is the idea that there seems to be choices. Only the Pasuk and Tehillim is the one that actually speaking about the idea which we mentioned that Hashem is just telling, telling us, take it because it's yours already. So what's the explanation for this? So the Rebbe says 
Because of the fact that we have Achayim v'amovis nosati lufanecha, uvacharta b'chayim. In other words, the idea that a yid goes ahead and chooses the portion of life in a way of bechira kafshes. There are two levels over here. Two things happening. If we want to look all the way in the shoyresh and the real root and the essence, of course a yid is choosing a likus because, as we said, this very essence of a yid is one kavayochel with the essence of Hashem. And what do we mean over here by the fact that it's the cho- that it's free choice in this level, even though it's not even shayach, it's not even possible that the Yetzim HaNashem would choose anything other than a likus, chas v'sholem. What we mainly mean over here by the word of chafshi, free, free in choice, what we mainly mean over here is that the bechira, the choice and connection of a yid to Hashem, is not because he's compelled based on any sort of reason or any sort of advantages that he found in one over the other. Because when it's based on a reason, when it's based on some sort of logic, then, first of all, it's going to be limited based according to the reason. And number two, it's not going to be the real Bechir HaChavshis, you're not released or free of everything, because because as a result of the reason that you're choosing it, in a certain sense, you almost like have to choose it. But rather, as we said, what's the real Bechir over here we're speaking about? That the essence of the Neshama on its own, there's only one thing that it's interested in. It's only connected to Hashem. And because it's not coming based on any reasons and milos, etc. Therefore, there's nothing that exists for it at all outside of Elikos. Now that's in the root, that's in the essence, the way things really are. Now, of course, the gilui, to reveal the Bechira practically, uh, that, that the Yid chooses Elikos, that it comes down also in his Seichel, so now there's the step number two, when it actually impacts and he's looking at it with his logical eyes as well. And that is, because when is it noticeable that the Ratzon of the Yid in Alikus is with his free choice, when he goes ahead practically and there are two different ways, one which we call Chaim and one which he calls Mavas, and he goes ahead and he chooses the way of Chaim. And that is only going to be once we already deal with the level of Seichel, who looks and finds advantages, seemingly advantages in each way, and yet he goes ahead and he chooses Uvacharta Bachayim. Says the Rebbe, this is why when we look in the Pasuk, the Pasuk says, That is because in the practical Avoidah, in the Bechira, in the choice of Pitam Vadas, there is the way, the way the Pasuk is describing it on the regular level, that there are two choices, and with your Seichel you need to decide and recognize which one is better and make that the choice and decision. But Rashi was Yena Shel comes along and reveals the inner idea of what's going on in Vacharta Bachayim. As Rashi puts it, that regarding this, it says the Pasuk in Tehillim, which means that you placed my hand on the Goyer Latoiv and saying to me, just take it. That means that the Pnimius and the Emes of the Bechira and Elikus, in the level of Tam Vadas and the Bechira practically, is really... In essence, is really the Bechira of that level of the Neshama, the Goyrel of the Neshama, the essence of the Likus, that as far as it's concerned, there's no room at all for the negative, for Mavis and Ra. And all that needs to be done, again, Mitzad Etzim and Neshama, is only go ahead practically and take it for yourself. Says the Rebbe, based on all of this, we'll also understand the connection of all of this to Parshas Nitzavim. This is a Parsha that we always read right before Rosh Hashanah. Now, since we know there's a cloud that says, everything always goes based on its end, it's understood that the connection of Parshas Nitzavim to Rosh Hashanah is not only in the beginning of Parshas Nitzavim, 
The words Atem Nitzavim Hayoyim, which Chassidus often explains to us, a remis to Rosh Hashanah, but also the end of the parsha. Says the Rebbe, Rosh Hashanah is the time when we are being Mo'ayer, we are awakening by Hashem. This idea of Hashem choosing the Yidden. As we say and we ask Hashem before Tkiris, we say, Yivchar Lanuis Nachlosainu, as Goin Yaakov Asher Oiv Sel. We're asking Hashem to choose us. And in this Bechira, where Hashem is choosing us, there's again two ideas, similar to the two ideas we spoke before. There's the root, the essence of the Bechira. This is the idea that the essence of Hashem chooses the Nishamas Yisrael, not based on any logical reason. This is Hashem's free choice. And as a result of that, as Chazal tell us that Hashem says, I cannot change them over for any other nation. It's Yidin and Hashem alone. There's no room, Chas V'Shalom, for anything else. But then there is the Gilu, the revelation of that Bechira, the way it translates down here in this world, where Hashem says, You will be my treasured nation, which implies that there are others, and yet Hashem says, I don't consider them as anything, and that causes that our love to Hashem is even more noticeable when we're chosen over someone else. Says the Rebbe since our Rosh Hashanah. Chassidus teaches us that everything goes back to its original state. So therefore we need to accomplish and draw down once again this idea of Yivchar Lanu, of Hashem choosing us from that deepest and highest place within the essence of Hashem. And how, do, how is that achieved? Through the avoid of the Yid, that also goes ahead and does this avoid of Uvachar Tobachayim. And not only based on reason, but also awakening our Etzim HaNashama, that level which is choosing Hashem just because of our essence. And through the Yidden being Megala by themselves, that they chose Hashem to be their Eibishter, that reveals also that Hashem chooses us to be His treasured nation, L'matam Yasarat Fachim, U'betoiv Hanireva Nigla.